0: Coming up on this episode, we try to begin by talking about Dana Colby's recent trips abroad, but that's quickly abandoned in favor of some deep WWDC keynote coverage. From Sidecar to Siri and Catalina to MPX modules, we go in depth on everything new in tvOS, iOS, iPadOS, WatchOS, Mac OS, and the new Mac Pro. This is Don't Panic, episode number 243, recorded June 3rd, 2019 cheese graters, pencil palettes, and the news from DubDub. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic. Fireworks, fireworks, explosions, cool graphics. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by a couple of guys whose passports are overflowing with stamps. It is Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Gentlemen, welcome back from our, our mini May hiatus.
1: Thank you. Thanks. It's great to be back.
2: It sure is. Uh, Fun fact, for a long time, my passport only had stamps from Iceland in it. (laughs) (laughs) But like more than one time. Uh. Uh, But this time I went to Frankfurt. So now I have Germany stamps, too.
1: That's very exciting. Yeah, I have I have a tech update from my my travels. Nice. Okay, bring it Uh, on. My colleague had her phone stolen while we were in Barcelona. <gasps> and uh, we can talk all about the different techniques that pickpockets use. But can you, picture, if you will, imagine trying to buy a... There are, there are no Apple stores in Barcelona. There is one, but it's closed for renovation, So, it's, you know, extremely helpful. No <clears throat> imagine trying to buy a phone in a language that you do not speak. It's actually a pretty complicated transaction. You don't just go into a store that's not an Apple store and be like, yes, that one, please. Give him your credit card and walk out. Mm. He's like, you got to get the service. You're signing papers. Signing your life away. Yeah. You're signing things you don't understand, <laughs> uh, even in English, never mind in Spanish. Uh, so that, that was mm. something I wouldn't have thought about. Oh, like, if you lose your phone, you can just get another one. Do you think you could
2: get... Could you get, like, a, a prepaid, like, off-the-shelf Android or something just to, like, hold you over?
0: He's <laughs> taking a long time with this sip. He's, chug, chug, he's chug. really savoring the flavor. Oh. I'm back. He's
1: back. And he's blurry. He just crashed. Just, just exploded. What were you saying, Colby? You think you could get...
2: I was I was I was more posing the question like could you get a like off the shelf uh, like prepaid burner Android phone or something? How would
1: you even express that that's what you want, and how would you know that that's what you're getting? Dan, it's really easy. You just use Google <laughs> Translate on your phone to tell. Oh wait. Yes. So she came in with her laptop with a bunch of things pre-translated, saying like a phone uh prepaid a bunch of other uh keywords it took hours but they they did manage to figure it out
2: that sounds exhausting uh
1: yeah that's my that's my vacation tech update did i ever did i
0: ever tell you the i promise very short story of when i was in the netherlands at a restaurant and i wanted to use the restrooms but i didn't know where they were and I went up to, I just walked up to one of the random wait staff, and I was like, I, you know." And it's the Netherlands; most people there speak English. The wait staff did not, um, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Hey, uh, can you point me to the restroom?" And she just kind of looks at me and shakes her head. And I go, "the The bathroom. Can you show me the bath, And of course, I do that thing where I talk <laughs> louder as if that's going to help. The bathroom. Can you show me the bathroom? And she still looks confused. And I literally, I say, "Too loud for a restaurant." I go, "Toilet." <laughs> Toilet, and she finally is like, she. I think she finally gets, it and she points me in the right direction. Um, but I, I was very embarrassed because I said I said a little too loud, like she was deaf. Not.
1: That's one of the yeah. only things I always make sure I know how to say in the language before I go somewhere. I should have the, and then, a train station and bathroom, and if you have those two things, normally you can you can survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Netherlands spoiled me. They were, they were,
0: you'd go to every restaurant and they'd have a Dutch and an English menu. And I'd be like, I yeah. love this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's almost like America.
0: Basically, except better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Dan, you were Sweet. in Barcelona. Colby, you were in Sweden and then Italy. Yep. So you guys are getting around. Any Any particular highlights worth sharing?
1: I also I pre-lost my credit card in New Jersey before I came to Barcelona. Smart. so Smart. That, that was problematic, but thanks to the wonders of the Apple Pay, I sort of like kept it locked and waited to see if anyone tried to do anything with it, and no one did, so I unlocked it, and then I just used the Apple Pay for the rest of the trip. And because Europe, it, Apple Pay is accepted everywhere... Um, except, once again, the trains. Yep. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was great. Yay, Apple Pay. And now I will be able to soon use that here in New yes. York
0: for trains. Coming to NYC. I saw a video of it in action. Looks
1: fast.
2: I'm pretty Actually, jealous.
1: here's another, another fun fact. Uh, I was waiting for a train in Barcelona, and... I will also say, I was able to order breakfast uh, almost half of the time without switching to English. Now, this may have been because I was staying in a part of town that was not touristy, so maybe they didn't speak English.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but there are also occasions where I screwed up something, and then they switched to English. But anyways, I thought I was pretty confident in my Spanish. And I show up at this train station, and it says, the next train arrives in 35, like, zero zero seven. It's like, wow, uh, that's pretty far out for for it to know when a train's going to show up to the second. Uh, but like, hey, it's Europe. It's a magical place. Who knows? Could be true. So I wait, and I wait, and 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 3 minutes, 2 minutes, a minute, 30, a minute, a minute, 30, a minute, a minute, 30, a minute. It just cycles between a minute, 30, and a minute. And there was this other bit of text that was being displayed, something about in the morning, 50%. Uh, in the, like, afternoon rush hour, 50%, and then from 9.45 on, 20%. But I was like, I don't really know what that means, because they couldn't understand 20% of what. Uh, and turns out, I found out, uh, the train, ne- I waited for almost 45 minutes, the train didn't come, so I left. Um, walked an hour and 15 minutes back to the, <laughs> to where I was staying, uh, But I found out later that this was saying it's at 50% service, but they don't say of what. Mm. And it turns out that, you know, 20% of service when a train comes every 10 minutes means that the train comes every 50 minutes. Uh, So I'm pretty sure if I had waited just a little bit longer, Mm. I would have uh, gotten one. That's my other Barcelona story.
0: Seems like a very complex way to display that information.
1: Yes, I've never you never hear that in the U.S. Like it, it, trains are operating at twenty percent normal schedule. It'll just say like you know the time it will come, and or it'll say less frequently. Yeah. Which honestly, I guess this is better as long as you know what is twenty percent of. Hmm. Very That's odd.
2: Weird. Uh, I took a train in Italy from. Florence to Venice and it was uh nice. It was easy. Nothing went terribly wrong.
0: Okay. Which is, you weren't like robbed yeah. on the train or anything?
2: I wasn't robbed. Uh wasn't uh, I didn't didn't uh, anger any German people by being in their seats. Um <laughs> I was able to get to uh to the destination I intended to get to. Yeah, it was good. Oh, overall it was a good uh a good train trip.
1: Nice. Welcome to the Don't Panic Train Show. (laughs) Choo choo trains. They're like
2: cars, but they go less places. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well,
0: that's wonderful. I'm glad you guys had some very nice trips.
2: Yeah, I'm just really tired now. Mm. I keep waking up at 7 a.m. (laughs)
1: <laughs> which Doesn't that feel too, good, though? Doesn't it
2: feel good? It feels good as long as you went to bed at the appropriate time to wake up at 7 p.m., which last yeah. night I did not. Yeah. uh You know, speaking
0: but, of sleep, we, we talked previously on the show, my well-diagnosed uh, lack of quality sleep. Uh, and while you guys were busy flying around the world, I bought a new mattress. Ooh. <laughs> Tell us all about it. I'm going to disappoint you guys so much. It's not even like you're angry, you're just disappointed type thing, where I went to the store and bought a regular mattress and didn't get an online mattress. How do you even do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they were shocked when they saw a millennial walk in the door. So here's a question for you, Sean. How many other people were in that mattress store while you were there? Uh, Well, I went on like a
0: Thursday night, which they said is not usually very busy. Yeah, because you want...
1: What you want is for there to be no one else in the store so that you can lay down on the bed in complete privacy, except for the two employees who are staring at you. I don't mind. I mean, I'm not like in my jammies (laughs) doing it. I'm not worried about (laughs) privacy, but but it was also you gotta test it out. For real world use cases,
0: I just show up in like a onesie with like one of those like big hat, you know, the hats with a little ball <laughs> at the end, um, mm-hmm. nightcaps. That's the term I was looking for. Um, no, I went on the Thursday before more of the weekend because I didn't want to go during the weekend because I knew it was going to be very busy. That's a big furniture uh, mattress buying weekend. No, it's just a regular mattress. Um, and on the plus side, it has. Uh, I used to wake up every morning uh, sore, and my shoulders would crack, and it's not good. And it doesn't. My body doesn't do that anymore. Mm. So that's definitely an upgrade on the downside. And you reminded me of this, Colby, when you were just talking. I now wake up every day at five or five thirty in the morning. Every day.
1: Every day. I'm
0: flabbergasted. I never used to do it. It's unrelated to sound. It's unrelated to light. And it is always five or five thirty. Give or take.
2: And like do you wake up like rested and ready for the day or like you just wake up and then go back to sleep.
0: It's funny. I have to try this because I, I, I feel good like lying in bed, not moving, but then I try and fall back asleep and then I feel crappy because I've like half slept for two hours. Right. So one of these days I should try. But then again, it's like I go to bed, you know, that would be only like five hours of sleep, six hours of sleep, which is not enough for me because I'm a child. <laughs> or or as Katie uh, Adams in the chat says, Sean is actually like a 75 year old, which is also accurate.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe I guess my my here's here's the thing. Like, what if you're waking up at 530 because you're getting so much such good sleep now? My body that like right. It really is enough for you, but it didn't used to be enough for you because you weren't sleeping well.
0: But then what would I do with those extra hours? Just
2: think of (laughs) all that time. That's a a question only you can answer, Sean.
0: Damn, that would be crazy. Right. That would be like a week of extra time each year. I could get so many (sighs) hobbies. What hobbies can you do at 5 a.m.? Running. Reading.
2: Reading? Reading? Okay. Good run. Well, isn't that...
0: What they used to call it, back in, like, Shakespeare's time, before they had artificial light, uh, what was it called? Where people used to sleep for a chunk, be awake for a chunk, and then sleep for a chunk.
1: Triphasic sleep.
0: Okay, no, but there was, like, a, the colloquial term for it. Oh, I don't know. That, like, Shakespeare would use. Uh, rising with the cows? What? What? <laughs> I don't know. Is that even a phrase, or did you just make that up?
1: I just made it up.
0: Okay, because, well, it reminded me of, uh, what was it, Benjamin Franklin, who said... Uh, lie with dogs, wake up with fleas, or whatever the sort of <laughs> phrases of that.
1: Uh, I met someone. I oh, not Matt. I was I was talking to someone today, and they did not believe me that "cut off your nose to spite your face" was was an actual saying. Well, they're you missing out. You this one. It, it, I you know, mean, it's yeah. A, it's I'm, great I'm aware of it.
2: I don't. Uh, are there? Are, is there a good origin to that one?
1: I don't know what the origin is. She looked it up and and then confirmed and gave me $5. Nice. That's a good deal. Well,
0: I think we have a lot of tech news to talk about. Oh, my God. We're drowning in tech news. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) From one event. The newly... Apparently, some people are calling it Dub Dub, which is messed up. Including Apple itself on their
1: little banner.
0: Uh, Problematic. The kids are calling it Dub Dub. (laughs) What you need to know tonight at 11. Um, I was thinking of WWDC, because it reminded me like WWJD, What Would Jesus Do? But it's like, what would...
1: What would Dan then, do? Come on. But then DC. What would Dan cook? What would Dan cook? Would Dan cook. I'd listen to that show. We got bad news. There, there used to be only three answers. Now there's like five, but it's still not many. <laughs> <laughs> one of these weeks, Dan, I got a cookbook I'll
0: recommend for you. Mmm. Try out some new recipes. Does um, that pictures? It does, but the pictures don't show the steps, just the final result.
1: Oh, that's fine. I, okay. I did, yeah. Yep. The, the oh, yeah. big encyclopedia cookbooks that are just... Oh, just recipes. Here's every possible recipe you could ever imagine. It's like, but well, how would I know if I wanted to make this recipe?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's actually a really nice book. Um, it's a future pick plug um, no WWDC was uh, the keynote was today actually for once we're kind of on the breaking news and I have to say this may have been one of the more packed WWDC keynotes just in terms of the number of stuff they announced yeah uh, I don't know That's how you guys want to tackle these if you, if there's any particular place you want to start or you just want to
1: Chronological.
0: Chronob- Chronological is the only way. Well, let's get the what I would call the more boring stuff out of the way. TVOS got a minor update, um, a redesigned homepage showing previews of movies and TV shows, kind of that autoplay you might see now in in um, uh, Netflix and things like that, where they start pre-playing stuff. Uh, they also announced support for Xbox One and PS4 controllers uh, in relation to the upcoming Apple Arcade release in the fall. They also introduced multi user support to show personalized recommendations uh, for shows and music based on the content that person consumes. And music playback UI will now show live lyrics that follow along with the song, just like on iOS 13, which we will talk about later.
1: Thoughts on that? The controller thing is a big deal. Mm. I, I think we probably talked about it how you don't want to play. You can only play the very simplest games on that stupid remote, which Mm -hmm. I actually don't mind the remote that much. But this is such an elegant solution to this problem because anyone who would want to play a complicated game, uh, not anyone, most people who would want to play a complicated game on their Apple TV will have one of these controllers already. And if it, what I hope they're going to do is make it easy to hook up Like, if there's a built-in system menu where you can say, connect my PS4 controller and it walks you through it, like, well, here's how you put it in discovery mode, because I think that's kind of a pain in the ass. And and we'll discover it for you, Apple style, we'll show you. There's no Bluetooth pairing, zero, zero, zero nonsense. I think that could finally get people to, if I was a developer, I would be, like, way more confident that people would play a game that I made for the Apple TV with this. Than I was yesterday. Yeah,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, what's really interesting, I agree with you, Dan, and what's even doubly interesting for me is that Microsoft's big push lately has been there's a name, like a name for the project, I can't re- recall. It's got something with cloud in it, but their whole push is to get more cross compatibility with more devices and to get Xbox games in more locations. They're porting more stuff to PC, they're porting mm-hmm. more stuff to Switch, and it would be really interesting now that the Xbox controller is compatible is if they opt to bring games to the Apple platforms. We saw the Minecraft demo today, which is a Microsoft property. Uh, And I'm curious if now that it has controller support, Mm -hmm. if they have any interest in doing that, because I think that would also be pretty big.
1: Yes, that would be crazy.
2: Would be cool.
0: Although I do wonder if you really start getting into high-end games, how much power Apple TV has to run them? Uh,
1: I don't know, but it has at least as much power as an iPhone from a few years ago.
0: Mm, okay. I mean, it runs 4K stuff, so, you know, HDR stuff, so, you know, it's yeah. got some juice. Well, that's a good question.
2: Is Microsoft's cloud thing a streaming Gidget, or is it something else?
0: Gidget? They, they have a couple... It's weird, because as I understand it, they actually have a couple different ways they're doing it, so there is a streaming component for low-power devices, but they also mm-hmm. want to, like, straight-up port the full code for more, oh. like, a Switch-type device or something like that. I gotcha. It's it's kind of... that's what, And I can't remember all the code names. It's annoyingly complex.
1: So, a 4K... Um... Apple TV has the A10X chip, which originally shipped in the iPad Pro in
0: 2017.
1: Mm, Okay. Okay. So that's not bad. That's not
0: bad at all. And when was... Now I'm getting bogged down, but when was the current Apple TV released? It wasn't... Uh, September 22nd, 2017. So they could theoretically do a new one this year.
1: Yeah, a new one with uh, the new iPad Pro. Uh, GPU, and that thing. By the way, actually, okay. So, have, did you go on to the uh, marketing page for the new Mac Pro? We're not going to talk about that yet. but... No. Uh, if you go onto that page with a recent iPad or iPhone, you can put the Mac Pro in your. You can put it on the ground with ARKit and 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 like hold the mean? phone around it. It looks amazing, and actually. I might go grab my iPad unless unless iCloud uploaded it to my shared library, because I took a screenshot and I was I was amazed. Yes, okay, perfect. Thank you, Apple. Look, iCloud worked. Here, I'm gonna put this in the. Remember Slack. when iCloud was a joke? I do remember. Um, I was gonna take a minute. Okay. Uh, well, while you're looking that you up, you can see the reflection of my coffee table in the Apple logo on the Mac Pro that is being rendered in ARK. And I have no idea how they do this. Um, I'm very excited
0: to talk about the AR stuff when we get to it.
1: Honestly, uh, the AR stuff for a long time for me has been a very, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. I guess it's cool. I'll play around with it when a new thing comes out and then I won't touch it again. Uh, But this blew my mind. If you look at the Apple logo, you can see that it has detected that it is on top of the table. It knows that the Apple logo is reflective, and it knows that the little white surface behind it is also reflective. If you zoom in, you can see that part of the reflection is the the wood on my table, and part of the reflection is that white marble thing.
0: Uh, I'll put it up on the screen here for the folks watching the video. Um, and Dan, it looks like it's really there. Like, if you had sent me... Th- like, I'm not even joking. Like, I try and be a good eye. But if you had sent me that photo, i had been like,
1: Dan, how did you get one of
0: these? Like, they just announced it.
1: Apple said it was a little review unit. They wanted to see how well it played uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee released in 2001. Well, they know you're you're a journalist with Don't Panic, so... Yeah, I was I was amazed. There's another cool one you can do if you go to the other page, like the design page, where the case is open and you can AR kit yourself into the case and look at the little ram sticks and everything. It's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, let's keep checking along here. The, quick. All that to say, the the graphics card on the iPad Pro is pretty is good, great. Yeah, we. I also noticed stuff. on the iPhone 10, it took a really long time to like for it to detect uh what the surfaces was you had to, like it was like move your phone around it took 10 or 15 seconds the ipad pro it didn't ask you to move the phone around mm-hmm. it, you you told it to go and it whoop, it was just there i i'd never noticed that difference before
0: yeah i wonder That's if the, cool. the 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 new sort of speculated three camera setup in the next version of the iphone will make a difference with that yeah, I don't know. Because mm. they they're, they would be adding in, I believe, an, like an ultra wide angle lens. And so I wonder if that would make it easier to detect stuff in the room. But anyway, we're off topic here. WatchOS yeah. 6 also came along, uh, added a couple new things uh, from Apple, a couple new apps, including a, a voice memo app, a calculator app. So congratulations, you can have a calculator watch uh, and an audiobooks app. They also announced a dedicated app store. Uh, for the watch and apps that can run independently on the watch as well. So you will not need an attached device. Uh, New APIs that let apps stream audio directly to the watch, um, as well as read data for longer periods than before. Uh, You can download software updates to the watch itself. I'm just going through stuff here. New watch faces, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Health features. Um, A new feature can demonstrate how noisy the environment around you is by using the microphones in the watch to warn you if you're in too loud of an environment. They also added menstrual cycle tracking to let women monitor their cycle and get notifications on fertility windows. That feature will also be available on iPhone, um, released to developers this week, and public launch this fall.
1: Yeah. Cool. My favorite thing here was... uh, well, wait, what was it? Crap! <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things. Oh, the the uh, the streaming streaming API for music. I think this is finally a reason to get a Apple Watch with cellular service. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's way more compelling. Yeah, but I would um, I would wonder what that would do to battery
0: life, though. Well. We'll see. Oh, they'll do tests. I'm cu- I'm curious to see the results.
1: I will. The other thing is, in situations where I would be doing that, like if I'm working out or or basically that's it. If I'm in some sort of physical situation where I don't have a lot, want to have a lot of stuff on me, mm-hmm. most of the time I will shortly thereafter be in a charging situation. A- at least for me, I'm not running ultra marathons or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes it certainly makes sense for as they pointed out they've now added radio support, TuneIn Radio, and uh, a few other the radio apps, um, as well as they highlighted uh, like the MLB is doing an, a native app for for the watch. I think that's where the live stuff makes sense. I think you can you know locally offload things like podcasts and music, and I still think that's probably going to make the most sense for you. I don't know. Nothing yeah. in this update really excites me, if I'm being quite honest.
1: Well, I think there are some implications in the way that they said that uh, apps can run on the watch, like standalone apps. The yeah. way they said it was native apps. And this is not still not completely true for watch apps today. So it might mean a much higher quality, much faster watch app, regardless of if it's standalone or, or not. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah.
0: Um, I will just briefly mention, we didn't talk about this in the first part of the show, but uh, while you guys were out of the country, I got a lot of poison ivy all over my hands and wrists. Ooh, um, perfect. You, I, maybe I'll show you after the show. The folks at home do not need to see it. But it means I haven't been wearing my Apple Watch um, because it mm. irritates my poison ivy. And um, I haven't missed it, like at all. What? I'm, I'm totally serious. I really have not. Like noticed it's not there, so maybe I'm just not using it right.
1: We gotta. You don't. Know. You don't miss having the the when you. You don't get annoyed when your phone buzzes in your pocket and now I have to take your phone out. No, because you
0: guys talked me into being more uh, controlling about my notifications, uh-huh. and being smart about them, so I don't get as many notifications. As I used okay. to, and so it's enough where, yeah, the watch is better. But usually, I'm in a situation where I can check my phone. I'm not like in a lot of meetings or anything like that.
2: I see. So, don't do you get sad about your data gaps? I hate data gaps.
0: I was at first, but then it's like I never used the data for anything. That's mm. the problem. It's like I've been tracking my sleep <laughs> for like a year, and I never looked at it. Other because I know what? how I sleep. Yeah.
1: Do you look at it like every day? I don't look at my sleep every day. I look at activity every day. I look at sleep probably once every couple weeks. No, the, the only time I ever
0: think about activity is when the ring lights up and it buzzes my wrist. And I go, okay, I guess I did it. But I don't, like, think about it. <laughs> I don't, like, try to I hit think my goals. I think that means that
1: your goal isn't high enough.
0: Oh, no, I purposefully set my goals lower than they recommended. Let me be crystal <laughs> clear. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're getting getting distracted here. Um. We got a lot more to get through. What I- What was next? ios and then they got into, to ipad and then mac i think i that's think right, so right? yeah ios or 13 no, I they did
1: ipad next
2: ipad was after ios because okay. i know because i started the stream right at ipad okay
1: okay
0: congratulations it is here ios 13 how exciting the folks at home uh it's one more than ios 12 coming to uh, iphone devices not ipads we'll get to that next um coming later this fall big list of stuff you guys stop me if you want to dig in more to any of this improved performance they're saying face ID unlock 30 percent faster and apps will launch twice as fast um, as before okay dark mode uh probably the most noted change before the event that people knew about um a big visual update system-wide dark mode all of apple's first Party apps are supported, and notifications in Doc Doc the Doc got new dark use to go with it. I will say, I think with dark mode, uh, iOS has never looked better. I think iOS looks really good right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm very excited because I am a dark app guy.
1: <laughs> I dark would shot. be, <laughs> I would be a dark app person if I didn't spend so much time. You know I might not look like it, but so much time in the sun or so much time in glary sun filled environments, sure, where now, if this was automatic, not like t- clock based or like the light sensor based, and maybe there'll be a third party app that can do this, but probably not, then I would totally use it i would re- I would prefer it at night for sure. I would think they would let you do it as a sensitivity thing <clears throat> that would make sense. I hope so. The problem is then it, like you can end up in situations where it, it flip-flops between them. So mm-hmm. I, I would be fine with time-based.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind of how it works with the uh, what are the, the night mode there where, where it changes the colors on the screen. Right. Same idea. Right. Yep. Um, we also got a new swiping keyboard. Um, they're calling it Quick Path. That's pretty much it on that. Uh, all the, A bunch of the core apps are getting updates. I won't go through all of them. Reminders app is getting a big update uh, where you'll be able to filter more, a new visual look, uh, AI integration you can type in Reminders while i suggest stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, Apple Mail, Notes, and Safari are all getting upset, uh, updates. Safari's getting per website preferences. Notes is getting a new gallery view for looking at all your notes at once. Mail's getting desktop formatting, Okay. Uh, Apple Maps is getting a reboot. Uh, they said they rebuilt the app from the ground up and a new map data set that will be 100% complete by the end of the year, but basically they reshot maps for the entire country. Um, and they added a view that's basically Google Street View. It seems fine. Um, we've got uh, what they're calling iMessage profile pictures. Um, and so when you set a name and photo in Messages... It, Apple will store that and it'll automatically sync to other users' devices like Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, and you'll be able to use your Memoji as a profile picture as well. They've also added options for customizing Memoji as well as using Memoji as stickers, um, sticker packs. Cool. Memoji. I'm, I'm going to keep going until somebody stops me. New photo and video nice. editing tools, uh, new editing interface for iOS for photos, and now you'll actually be able to edit videos uh, aggressively for the first time on your phone, including rotating them, which, shockingly enough, you could not do before on the phone itself. Uh, photos apps is also getting a new UI, but nobody cares. Uh, let's see. Find My... Uh, we have an update on Find My. They've merged Find My Friends and Find My iPhone into a single app called Find My. Uh, the app puts <laughs> find all right. My. My, uh, in one place, uh, lets you track both missing devices and friends and family members all at the same time. It is kind of weird that they're equating your iPad with your, like, your friend, but okay. Uh, it can also <laughs> locate devices that are offline by sending a secure Bluetooth beacon to other Apple devices, relaying it back to Apple and then you. Um, similar to how Tile works where it's kind of everybody's looking for your stuff type System.
1: Now, if if this could please work with AirPods, that's all. <laughs> that's all I need. It doesn't. Have you lost
2: your AirPods?
1: I have. Uh, well, at one time I did lose one pair of AirPods. so They may have been stolen. I'm not sure, uh, but it's also likely I just lost them. And then a couple days ago, I misplaced them in my apartment, and then I found them in the charger, uh, right where I left them. But if I had had some sort of find my iPhone thing that was just like, yes, they are in the house, I'd be like, okay, well, it'll show up. Yeah, they definitely should do that for those. I agree. But it was unclear to me if it works for that because they talked about this whole new way of doing like passive Bluetooth stuff. Yeah. And it'd be pretty cool. Let
0: me uh, dig into the the detailed article uh, on it a little bit, see if I can get you some answers.
1: I, I looked, I didn't see anything. no. Yeah, but hopefully, fingers crossed. If yeah, not, they cool. should. Uh, yeah, finding a Mac, it feels like, man, if you if that's where you're at, uh, you've got a lot of problems. <laughs> I I mean, I guess you could lose a Mac. I think being able to, you know, re- reset a hard drive and stuff like that is important. Yeah, but yeah, just be like, hey, your laptop's around here somewhere. Be like, okay cool <laughs> yeah yeah wait, 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 here's the thing we skipped did we talk about the home kit stuff yet no that's coming okay it's coming, it's coming it's coming i promise that will be next Right.
0: um yeah so let's just wrap up on ios 13 we don't seem to have any thoughts i think it's all good stuff i don't think there's anything yeah, particularly there's
1: nothing crazy here
0: No, nothing shocking. Um, It's available for iPhone devices starting with the 6S and forward. A developer preview is live now, and uh, it'll be available in the fall. Okay, Dan, because you asked, let's talk about some of the HomeKit stuff quickly. Not a ton there, but there certainly is some stuff. Um, They've added an update uh, for uh, starting with home security cameras. Um, including models from Logitech, Arlo, and more. Uh, It's the HomeKit Secure Video API. It lets cameras send their video to an Apple HomePod to locally analyze it before sending it up to the cloud. Once analyzed, the video is encrypted and stored in iCloud, where you can have 10 days of footage stored at no charge. Essentially, they're just pumping the video through Apple. Uh, They also added router support in HomeKit that lets you firewall off accessories so they can access your full home network. Linksys, Aero, and Spectrum uh, are the sort of initial partners with that. They also by the way uh, this was a minor point but they also added home kit actions to Siri shortcuts. For anyone who's interested in that.
1: So I thought this this stuff was really cool. The the in the in-home video thing mm-hmm. is bananas. Like that's crazy. It's something only Apple could do. I'm really curious to see how how good it is and there have been stories i feel like just recently there is some some nest problem or some other video company had some breach it's really easy especially with some of the old style cameras to misconfigure them so that they're they're public to the internet uh, nest has lost a lot of goodwill with their stupid api changes and the google acquisition and all that other stuff uh, so i think Any camera support that I'm going to buy whenever one of these cameras comes out and gets good reviews, I'm going to buy one. Uh, Easy. Sean looks unconvinced. Well, I have two problems with this. One, you
0: need to own a HomePod, which nobody owns. Uh... Mm
1: -hmm. No, false. It works with HomePod, Apple TV, or iPads. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm believe I'm pretty you. sure. I'm pretty sure because I remember hearing they said HomePod first. I was like, oh, come on. Like, nobody has a HomePod. The other, anything that can be a HomeKit hub, I'm pretty sure can can do the video stuff. I only think, well, maybe Apple t- I only think because HomePod's got like a pretty shockingly
0: powerful card in it. It's got, it's got like A10X or something crazy in it that they're not using for anything. So it seemed to me that would make the most sense. But I, I totally believe you. The other issue I have with this is if you're a camera developer, why would you support this? Like these, all of the, the Nests of the world and the Arlos and Logitechs of the world, they make money on monthly subscription fees for camera customers. That's where their ongoing revenue comes in. I pay Nest like five bucks a month, whatever, for my cameras. Mm-hmm. Why would you go to Apple where you're
1: not getting jack for it? The HomePod has an A8, but the Apple TV has an A10X. Okay. Uh, that's a great question, but they uh, have hardware partners, and I'm not going to ask too many questions. I know, I, I hear you. <laughs> you know, I hear you. But I, I. Oh, that's the other thing is that the, the 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 free level, and they I don't think they announced that anything more than this, of like ten days. Ten days. Yeah. That's great.
0: That's, that's way g- more than you get with the other guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I, yeah, I am off of those other things as soon as one of these things comes out. I, I
0: hope, I hope they get good products to partner with them. I, I don't know what the advantage of this is for the camera companies. I just don't know why they would support this because I, am still not convinced HomeKit has aggressive usage broadly. Yeah, I,
1: I would be curious too. Yeah.
0: And so, why go through all the effort of, of? Using this only to not make subscription revenue, but I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I get why like the um, the router guys would use it. I think that's a great selling point for them. Okay, now let's talk about the router thing.
1: Yeah. What was the deal with this again? If they could, they could if partition- firewalls,
0: Yeah, firewalls off accessories, so they can't access your full home network. So
1: this essentially, is- like a
0: sub network for. Oh, sub-network sub um, For me, I'm a real technical guy Yeah
1: uh, That might be how it works But this is such an argument For Apple to Be back in the router business Yeah, no kidding I This I do not trust I do not trust Linksys To, to Integrate with HomeKit In such a way, in a secure way I don't trust them to do that uh, so I'm not interested in th- in that feature. And I wish that I could get another Apple router that... I-, I dislike the way that you manage Apple routers and the lack of high-end performance features and management features. But stuff like this is really cool. And stuff like the old Back to My Mac and old Time Machine stuff. Um, and I'm worried that we're not going to get it. I- I'll be very... I get- if it got great reviews, maybe I would get one because... I guess I do need to replace this Apple router that they are still very graciously providing software updates to. I just got mm. one the other day, um, but I don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a no-brainer for me. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked they're not in the router game. That seems so much up their privacy angle at this point.
1: Yes! Yeah, you
0: know. And the margins on that have to be great. And and nobody likes buying
1: routers. You're already making a bunch of processors. Oh my god! That could be your home kit hub. That's gonna be plugged in and on all the time. That's true. Yeah, I don't get it.
2: Well, I mean, they're back in the uh, they're back in the monitor game. So maybe routers are next.
0: Anything can happen. They're they're always looking for ways to expand outside of just you know iPhones and Macs. So it wouldn't surprise me to see that happen. Um. Let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, We got some Siri updates. Siri has a slightly new voice. Um, Her voice is now 100% generated by neural text-to-speech technology rather than human-based recording. Um, And so it sounds a little bit different. Hmm. Um, You you can hear examples of it from the keynote itself. Um, They also extend support for Siri on Apple devices like AirPod. Um, On the Bluetooth uh, AirPod, Siri can read your incoming messages and let you respond immediately. Uh, you can also split AirPods if you want to share with a friend while streaming content. You bump your phones, Dan is thrilled, and you can share your content with the other person's AirPods.
1: Uh, does this happen to you a lot, Dan? It does. It's come up several times. The most recent time was when we were flying back from Sweden and we wanted to watch Game of Thrones. Someone had it on their laptop, but we all had AirPods. Mm. So how are we supposed to listen to it at the same time without blasting it over the the speakers on the airplane? <laughs> this is, this would have oh, it would have totally solved our problem. I'm proud of the way we solved it in the interim, but
0: yeah, it also doesn't say here how many uh, devices you can have synced at the same time. Um, no no indication there. So if you can only do two sets of AirPods or more. I'm not sure I can't imagine what they're doing to get all of these various Bluetooth radios talking
1: to each other but well I don't think they need to talk to each other right because if in the os you could just output to multiple Bluetooth uh can devices you? I mean I, I'm sure you can I'm sure it is technologically possible is it I don't I don't think most uh maybe not but, but <laughs> actually okay that's a great point
0: I think I've tried I that. I don't think you can because there have been. It's it's all softwarey stuff rather than the radios. What I would bet is happening.
1: Oh no no no! Here, here, I think you can't connect one Bluetooth device to multiple computers, but you can connect connect, obviously, multiple Bluetooth devices to your
0: computer. But I don't think you can stream audio specifically to multiple Bluetooth devices. If
1: you control the operating system, why why wouldn't you be able to? I, I,
0: again, I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but I do think there's a technological limitations because there's rumors about there being two Bluetooth radios in the next iPhone. My guess is, seriously, how they're doing this is they're not syncing up AirPods. They're actually syncing up iPhones locally with each other. And your audio is playing off of your iPhone, even if it's a rig- or i device. Even if the <laughs> even if the video on the other, that I truly think, even if it's lo- I don't know if it's local Wi Fi or whatever. Because um, I don't know, is like air sharing. Is that like uh, is that Bluetooth or is that Wi-Fi, uh, local Wi Fi?
1: It can be either.
0: Yeah, I would bet that that's the that's the radio they're using, and it's actually playing on all of the iOS devices Individual, You know, st- that's how it's syncing then playing mm-hmm. each person. I would be very surprised if, if like four AirPods were all connecting to the same iOS device. That's just a guess. Hmm. I, I don't, I mean, we won't really know until it gets here. Um, Let's see. We also have uh, HomePod can now recognize between different voices for personalized responses, and you can also uh, transfer whatever you're listening to on your device to your HomePod by just tapping it and vice versa. CarPlay also got a big support, which I'm very happy about. I love CarPlay in my car. It works amazing. Um, Now uh, Siri can suggest automated shortcuts. Based on your activities, it supports third-party uh Siri supports third-party apps like Pandora and Waze, and it also has a new interface uh, that shows more on the screen at a single time. I'm, like, super jazzed about this. It's going to be great.
1: I didn't know you had CarPlay.
0: I do want my new car. It is the best. Um, That's ser- great. Seriously, it is so easy to use, and I, I give it a lot of credit because not that I checked my phone a lot when I was driving, but, you know, I did. Uh, (laughs) but i did
1: check my phone a lot everyone does (laughs) but
0: but with uh, honestly i don't ever touch my phone when i'm driving now with carplay because when i touch it for mostly was music controller maps which is right up on the display and the occasional message you just respond through siri it's really awesome so i'm excited for those updates um we're like 45 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to half of it Uh, uh quickly before we get to the ipad stuff Um, I want to mention Apple's new single sign-on feature, which I'm sure you guys want to talk about as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Sign
0: in with Apple. Um, It's a new single sign-on tool uh, developed by Apple uh, as an effort to uh, compete against, like, log in with Facebook or log in with Google, but also to make it more privacy-focused. The way it would work is users... Uh, in an app would encounter a sign in button that says sign in with Apple. Um, and instead of setting up a persistent username or password, you're essentially using your Apple ID to sign into that app, but you're not doing it via your Apple ID. What they're doing is they're creating a temporary login um, to a redirect email address operated by Apple and, um, each app will have a different redirect email, uh, so it's more difficult for third parties to correlate information about you by comparing email address, and if you want to stop using an app and leave them alone, you just break the redirect and they'll be unable to contact you or use your information. Dan shaking his head.
1: No, I'm shaking my head in disbelief. It's so good. And then
0: um, <laughs> an interesting thing that came out after the event, and we can talk about this as well, is that Apple is requiring any third party app developers who use a sign in with Facebook sign in with Google type system, a third party login to also offer sign in with Apple. It's a requirement
1: <laughs> when, when you talk
0: about antitrust. Now we're getting really interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
2: I don't know guys. What do we think about this? Colby? <laughs> well, I was going to, I mean, Sean, you said exactly what I was thinking on that front is like, uh, <laughs> I like the idea I mean if you make the argument from a oh it's a private way to sign in and get, get you the same information so if you're going to do these other things you have to support this other one that is also like gives people a privacy out that they wouldn't get with Facebook or something mm-hmm. Um, that seems nice but <laughs> also, like can you can they really? I mean, I'm sure they can.
0: Uh will just Google and Facebook are going to be very unhappy about this. Right. There are my app developers who have to find a space in the app to shove another sign in button.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh I don't know. It seems like that might be overstepping a little, I guess. But, I
0: don't know. Like you said, good for the consumers.
1: Yeah, I don't care if it's overstepping or not. I want every app to have this. Because I've made the mistake. here. Okay, here's the thing. I made the mistake of going all in on Facebook sign-in a couple of years ago. And it was great until I stopped trusting Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I've got all of these apps that are kind of tacitly tied to my Facebook account. Who knows if you can even untie them? Like you can't really retroactively create a password. But this I trust a lot more because there's no, like Apple has no incentive to really keep me a a person tied to this because they they don't get any extra information from me whether I do it or not. It lets me control, have more control over the information and do grant to apps than I would if I was using Facebook or Google. And the email thing is just killer. Like, imagine, you know, granted, iTunes subscriptions should be easier to manage. Imagine being able to to manage your email subscriptions with like an iTunes subscription thing. Here are all the things you're subscribed to, and you can press one button and just never receive email from them ever again. That's what this would do.
0: But all of your email communication from those apps is going through Apple servers.
1: Email communication, right. Like, I how often do you, I send an email to Facebook or Google or REI? It also,
2: uh, it, uh, the privacy thing isn't required, right? Like, you can... Oh, you can give I, them your I, real
0: email address. Right. I yeah. got the impression
2: yeah. you could give them the, the real email, but it, it was like a... An optional, like, if you don't uh, trust this thing or whatever, you give them your proxy thing.
0: I I think it's an awesome idea. And actually, one thing I loved even more than that was they also announced some location services privacy as well as the ability to give an app one time location access yeah. which i thought was awesome so i agree with mm-hmm. you guys the the question i have and we won't know until it comes out in the fall is does it pass the mom test my mom's a big ipad user will she understand what sign in with apple means yeah and what these options mean and i'm extremely curious the implementation of this from a user perspective Because I think this could get all of a sudden she's not getting the emails or she is getting the, like my mom has a me.com account. She doesn't even know how she got and is getting emails sent to it. So it's, it's very bizarre. Um, And I'm curious how it'll be implemented. Yeah, we'll see. We will. Uh, I'm going to speed up here. We got to keep going. iPad OS. It's kind of confusing, frankly, but iPad OS is now splitting from iOS, but iOS is not iPhone OS. It's still iOS. Uh, iPad OS has a bunch of updates. uh, Quickly going through those. Uh, A new home screen with widgets you can expand alongside app icons, uh, which is the same as you might find in the notification center on your Mac. They're also adding more multitasking gestures to slide between multiple apps and drag and drop apps side by side. Um... The It also includes an improved files app. It's got a column view, just like finders on macOS and an information pane. It also supports folder sharing from iCloud Drive, and the files app supports USB drives and SD cards as well, which is very exciting. You can even import photos directly from cameras as well over the USB. Um, that's, by the way, same on uh, iPhone as well. It'll also be supported there. Uh, that's also on iOS, the ability to support uh, USB devices like that. Safari browser. They're saying it's got a desktop class browser and a real download manager, which is a nice uh, tweak as well as some other stuff. Um, You can now, I know Colby, you're very excited. You can download fonts from the app stores. You can use custom fonts and apps.
2: Delightful. (laughs) Um,
0: Copy and paste has an update. You can use three finger pinch to copy and three finger spread to paste. Apple pencil is getting some love. They reduced latency by half and a standard tool palette is getting updated. So third party apps can use the controls. Um, yeah, that's the very quick run through of what's new with iPadOS.
1: I am excited for the multitasking story to get a little bit better, but I was hoping that it would get a lot better um, maybe next year. Like, we should really be able to take Windows out like and move them around for things like the calculator and stuff like that. And then the anytime you have... This is where the I miss the desktop when I'm using the iPad. I think the iPad has gotten really, really good over the last few years. But things like I want to have uh, two Google Docs open
0: mm-hmm.
1: side by side. Okay, well, you can have one instance of the Google Doc app open, and it hasn't implemented the Safari-esque like, in-app split-pane view, so you're out of thought. It's like, well, that sucks. Like, how... How is there not a built-in way that, you know, app support or not, I can just have two Google Docs open? Well, now but you can. Uh, yeah, that's I one can. of the things. Oh, yeah. I can now. Oh. Yes.
0: Yeah, they oh, de- this is during, fantastic. The, during the demo they had two Word docs open uh, in two in Word
2: app. Ah. Oh. Multi. Oh, Let me see oh, if I'm I can so find excited. the exact. And you, I'm you. So I think you can also have like, you can have like different. You could have different Word docs open in different, uh, what do they call them? Like spaces. spaces. Yes.
1: <laughs> Watch out, world!
0: He's a new man. So productive. So many Google Docs. I, I think it's all great stuff. I mean, I just come back to, it, and I said this in the Slack today: you're going to need a 200-page user manual to to use an iPad soon. I mean, there's so many various gestures and. Doing, swiping from the left side with two fingers does this, and pinching with four fingers from the top right corner does that. And uh, I genuinely don't know how a new iPad user... F- they'll never figure out 70% of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Something
0: has to give. A mouse support. Mouse support has mm-hmm. to give. And actually, believe it or not, it came out after the event that there is mouse support in this new iPad OS but it's part of the accessibility features. So it's not really something, and essentially it's like, have you guys ever used the accessibility feature where it has like that little circle that kind of represents your finger? It's essentially that, but you can control it with a a magic mouse or a USB mouse or a Bluetooth mouse. Oh, neat. Um, And control it that way. But that to me, all of a sudden this is really interesting with a mouse. Because I do feel like that's, not that you would use it all the time, but to have, they're setting this up as a device you use at a desk which is weird to do with a finger over the desk.
1: You'll use it for some things,
0: but not for others. If you're editing two Google docs, Dan, like you're doing, I think a mouse would work great.
1: I'm editing so many Google docs. So
0: that, that's my only thought on this is I love it. I think it's great. I, I, Every time they update the iPad, I'm like, when can I replace my Windows computer with an iPad? When does it get there? And it is like 95% of the way there. It's so mm-hmm. close. The the new uh, files... You can use your thumb drive. I hate file support on, I, on iOS. Um, I hate it. It's awful. It's bad. Um, and this is a very welcome update.
1: Now, something that I'm really excited to be able to do with this, and I wonder if it's possible... One of my, I download a lot of music that is not available on iTunes, mm-hmm. and I I do buy it, uh, but getting it onto my iPhone is such a pain in the ass because I'm not set up to sync anything, and I don't even really know how to use iTunes Cloud or iTunes Music Cloud Library Sync, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So I use Google Play Music for all of the music that I buy because I can buy it on my iMac and then put it, upload it to the thing, and then I can stream it or download it, make it available offline or whatever. Yep. But uh, I often am not at my computer when I want to listen to new music and put it on my phone or my iPad. So if I could easily download a zip file, I'm very curious if this will work. You can unzip. They did say you can unzip. If I can unzip a directory of MP3s and put them in iTunes and make them available in my cloud account, I'll be extremely happy. That's what it should be able to do. Yeah, that'll be... Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is... Oh, this is an even better event than I thought it was.
0: They announced a lot lot of stuff. I am not kidding.
1: And we haven't even gotten a Mac yet. Okay, but here's my last thing about iPad. Yes. Is I I think that it's so easy... You know, it's, it's easy to say... It's easy to imagine an intuitive touch-based interface, right? The Minority Report thing, you can imagine like, oh, I can I can pick things up and drag them around. And and I can manipulate things in really visceral ways. And maybe I can see like, oh, off the screen are these other things. Or I can pull up a, a doodad that I can drag things into and things happen. But that is not the route they've gone. They've gone these opaque non-interactive like four finger swipe and four finger pinch in is not you're not doing the minority report style thing you're just using a number of fingers in a direction to indicate something it's more like a keyboard shortcut and less like intuitive so i think that ipad could be better than keyboard shortcuts it's just not yet but it's gotten a lot better over the years yeah it will get there
0: i'm optimistic um (laughs) Let's move on to Mac. We'll start with the software. Mac OS 10.5 Catalina uh, was announced. And who boy, do they have a lot of features. Uh, first up, Project Catalyst. We talked about it last time as Marzipan, a way for developers to port iPad apps over to the Mac. Um, it's apparently coming. That's about it. Uh, they said Twitter's tried it and said it was great. Um, they're encouraging Apple's. to. It'll be supported in
1: this new version, so people will be able to do it. Um, introduce- I thought that was very clever, by the way, because uh, the lack of the, the disappearance of the Twitter app for Mac is yeah. often cited as, like, why the Mac sucks. And you have to use the Twitter website, but they used to be this great app. So that was a very clever bit of marketing on their part.
0: Yep. Um, Apple also introduced a new set of their own apps. Uh, iTunes is no more. Cry a tear. Woo! Woo. iTunes is the rest in peace iTunes you had a good run although interestingly enough they did not say what they were doing for iTunes on Windows so well they tuned.
1: did they did address this oh did they did you read that no <laughs> they said it's not changing so Yay? iTunes for Windows users will continue to be able to use iTunes as they are today which is so, not bode well for iTunes for Windows it's crap <laughs>
0: but I'm still the idiot who syncs my devices over USB to iTunes, so who am I? Um, I don't trust the cloud. Uh, no, in Killing iTunes, they brought three new apps, the Apple Music app, the podcast app, and the Apple TV app. Um, they're pretty much straightforward. Podcasts gain local indexing support. Apple Music is basically iTunes without all the other crap. Um, and the Apple TV app supports 4K HDR playback with HDR10, WVision, and Adobe Atmos Uh, They also brought Sidecar, which is a feature that lets you use your iPad as an accessory display. You can use it as a second display or as a mirrored Uh. display. Um, You'll even be able to use the Apple Pencil in an iPad as a drawing tablet on supported Mac apps, um, and apps like Final Cut Pro and uh, Adobe Illustrator will fully support it, and it's wireless, so it's cool. Um... You can also we talked about find my photos is getting an update. Activation lock is coming to Mac, so, uh, so if your ma- uh, laptop gets stolen, they won't be able to use it, which I guess is great. Um, yeah, that's really most of the software-y stuff. Did I did I miss anything? I don't think so. There was the voice control stuff, which was kind of neat. You can control the Mac entirely with just your voice. Same with yeah. iOS. Uh, it's an accessibility feature, but you can still,
1: you know, certainly use it. Go nuts. The... Man, there's so many things that I keep... The thing I want to talk about keeps slipping my mind because I'm filled with other ideas. Uh, blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs>
1: nope, I don't remember. Okay. Well, maybe you'll <laughs> think of it. That's fine. I probably will remember it. Um... Yeah, any thoughts on Catalina? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. The 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 second display stuff, I've used a... I may have even recommended it. Uh, a third-party app called Duet to do this in the past. It's great when traveling. You just want to have a little secondary screen that you can put your email in or the chat room or a web page. It's great for that. So my, And it was always pretty good, but it felt a little janky that mm-hmm. you'd never want to put something really interactive on there. So I hope this is better. But the other thing I really hope that the tablet support, I hope that things like Apple's new screenshot app for iOS supports the uh, using the iPad as a stylus tablet thing. Because Colby, imagine being able to take screenshots of UIs and draw on them on the iPad and then send it to Slack. Oh. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Instead yeah. of taking the screenshot and using the mouse to drag out the stupid little oval, be like, oh, is this the right oval? Take the screenshot, it goes right to your iPad, draw on it, mark it up, send it over Slack.
2: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Ugh.
2: We can pretty dream. cool.
0: Indeed. Well, yeah. you know what? will be? Gr- I'm sure it'll work very fast on your all-new Mac Pro.
2: <laughs> zip, zip, zip.
0: The cheese grater is back, baby. The 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 trash can cylinder is gone, and we've reverted back to the uh the the metal behemoth. Um it's got I'm not gonna go through all the stats, but it's got a lot in it, up to twenty-eight cores, up to three hundred watts of power, heavy-duty cooling, what up to one point five. How many nits does it have? How many? No, oh, that's
1: the display. <laughs> no, mind. that's the
0: display. it's got 12 dim slots, eight PCI Express slots, two USB-C. And two Thunderbolt 3 ports, or no, I'm sorry, two Thunderbolt 3, two USB-A. It's also got two more USB-C on the front, um, and it does have a headphone jack, which is very nice of them to include that. Uh, Two Ethernet ports. Yep. It also has a custom expansion module called the MPX module, which takes advantage of a dedicated Thunderbolt 3 backbone that Apple built into the motherboard. Um, You can use it for all kinds of special things that go fast. Um, there's also a, an optional afterburner, dedicated video editing card that can do up to six billion pixels per second. The power supply maxes out at 1.4 kilowatts, which is huge. Um, it blows air at a rate of 300 cubic feet per minute, which I think is like hurricane gale force two. Um, <laughs> it's it's and and you can add optional wheels if you want to be able to to wheel it around. Uh, you, how you much know. are those? They didn't say. Ooh, I'm one. sure it's a. Ah, I was about to say a thousand dollar upgrade. The Mac Pro launches this fall with a starting price of $5,999. That just gets you 32 gigs of memory, an octa core Intel Xeon, Radeon Pro 580X, and 256 gigabytes of SSD. They also announced a monitor. You're really excited for the Pro Display XDR. It's a now, 32-inch. On paper, this is the thing I was more excited for than the Mac Pro. I mean, this is this is going to be. I I'm gonna when this comes out, I'm going to the Apple Store just to stare at it. Uh, yeah. It's a 32-inch LCD display. It's a Retina 6K screen, narrow nine mm bezels. Um, again, I've got a lot of stats here for you. 40% larger than the iMac 5K display, anti-reflective coating, uh, or in a matte option with nano texture. Uh it's, it's got, pronounced
1: gazelle, Sean. Oh,
0: that explains a lot. Um it's not, it's not pronounced that way. Don't do I'm it. I'm just kidding with really. you. Uh it's got a full <laughs> one thousand nits of brightness. There you go. A peak of one thousand six hundred nits. Um it's got a counterbalanced arm that makes it feel virtually weightless. It uses a Thunderbolt three cable to connect to the Mac Pro, which can support up to six of these displays, which is can you imagine a grid of six of these? Holy we shit. We don't have
1: to imagine it. Oh, no, Um, come fall, someone will do it. I can't wait. Um,
0: They say it's even better than HDR. That's why it's called the XDR display. It will be available uh, in the fall along with the Mac Pro. A total of 120 million pixels, and it will all be yours for the low, low price of $4,999. The stand sells for an additional $999, which means if you get the base model, the base model of the computer, and you get the display with the stand, you are talking $12,000. The absolute cheapest way you can get the monitor, the stand, and the computer is $12,000. So my question is, how many do you plan to buy? (laughs) A
1: run. I mean, (laughs) don't walk. Yes, to your
0: local Apple store.
1: Let's talk about the cool stuff first. And then, we'll, then, we can complain. Uh, starting with the Mac Pro, looks sexy. The, it, it, I do like the look. I think the, you know, the cheese grater for the New Age looks really cool. Way better than the the
0: black cylinder.
1: Yeah, I I like the way that the black cylinder. I don't looks.
0: dislike it. I just think this is better.
1: Uh huh. Um, yeah, I, it does look cool. The all the different co-processors they put in it. And they they have that uh what was the special slot or whatever they had
2: afterburner
1: uh yeah but they had the special expansion slot yeah that. the
0: MPX module that goes into
1: yeah the MPX module mm. the afterburner stuff Colby and then the T two I think is super duper foreshadowing the arm transition because mm. you can imagine a Mac Pro with a bunch of these like it it has. Sure, it has a 24-core general-purpose processor, but it also has a bunch of these uh, physics processing units and ray tracing CPUs, and you know, encryption CPUs, anything you could imagine. I think that's an interesting idea of what a computer could be that we haven't seen since like the 80s. Really, like ever since the IBM Tower took over, it's like all right, you get. Uh, maybe maybe two. You get maybe two discrete processors that might have some number of cores. You get two of those. You get some RAM and a hard drive. You get a motherboard that maybe it handles networking and sound, but it's mostly the CPU. Then graphics cards came along. That's, that's pretty much as, as all computers have had to adhere to that, so I'm really excited for having the, the T2's been around for a bit, but now we have this other thing, the Afterburner. Uh, which I think is really exciting. And I think plays into Apple's whole strategy of we put tiny computers in everything and make everything better. Uh, so mm. I'm excited about that. Anything else? Uh, what are you excited about on the Mac Pro before we get to the things that suck? <laughs> I think you're exact. By the way, Dan, I think you
0: knocked that explanation out of the park, and I think you're 100% correct. Um, so I will say that. Uh, for me, it's just a really fast computer. Colby, your thoughts?
2: <laughs> I mean for me it's a computer that I'll never own.
0: Oh, don't say that, Colby. Dream big. Well, I know you've been looking up great.
2: <laughs> That's true. This is this Mac Mini does have trouble with Skype and Google Chrome at the same time. Oh, you're gonna
1: run Chrome <laughs> great on this. Yeah, think about how many Slack teams you could be on this computer.
2: <laughs> That's true. Dozens. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I obviously I think the, and the monitor to me is, as you mentioned, Dan, I think more exciting because it's at least I can, you know, when you look at this, the the Mac pro, it's like, I can't look at it and tell that it's fast. I mean, it looks cool, but all these are numbers, but the monitor, you can look at it and be like, whoa. And by the way, this just reminds me that why is an Apple making a TV? God damn it. That is frustrating. They
1: they kind of are.
0: No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. They they have an Apple TV, hardware software product, but they don't make a 60 inch display. Now I I think because I, I was thinking about this today, I think I know why, and why? that is because it is well, a it's a brutally competitive market. Not that they couldn't win it, but also, and it's a cheaper you know, it's more of a bargain market than a hot and high end TVs aren't doing as well as they used to. But I think it's a nightmare logistically for these guys. if you think about it, the biggest item they sell are probably these Mac pros and they're going to sell like what? 50 of them. Um, and so I think, (laughs) I think the logistics of shipping TVs, storing TVs in store, uh, get returning TVs, repairing TVs. I just think that they don't want the hassle would be my guess.
1: Yeah. Because I love back watching the monitor game, so now the monitor is by far. I mean, maybe the Mac Pro is bigger. I bet the monitor is, takes up more shelf space and more yeah, warehouse space. Probably, but that's so but that's only a thirty-two inch screen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so the monitor, yeah. Uh, it's like the best display. It's literally the best display ever made. Like probably. Uh, there, there are no other like HDR six K displays. I think it was. I don't remember what the qualification was. I think
0: it's like the best that you can actually buy with money because there's always like at at uh, uh, CES there's always like the eight K demo from Samsung and you know I'm sure the technology exists somewhere, but you can actually go and buy this.
1: Well, soon. Uh, yes, eventually. <laughs> uh, the. The thing that... One of those Apple moments of... the dis- So, the display attaches magnetically to the stand and is easy to adjust because it's using, like, gimbals or whatever A to-
0: counterbalanced arm, virtually weightless.
1: Yeah. As someone who recently had to move offices and take apart my precariously assembled Visa monitor mount uh, Apple Cinema display, or Thunderbolt display, rather, uh, I was so excited for this like oh my god the screwing in the thing to like and and unscrewing it to adjust which way it's oriented and how precarious and and weird it felt to do all this kind of high stakes assembly Uh, screwing like adjusting the tension on these springs so that it stays at the right height a huge (laughs) pain in the ass so ah that stuff is so cool that's the only good thing I have to say about the monitor. Those two things. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that the, and the bad is way too expensive. I was hoping that the monitor would be like, oh, you could spend like a thousand dollars on it, and like you know that's a lot for a monitor, but it'd be a great a great monitor. You get maybe some like it would be a cool USB-C dock. Also, is it even a dock?
0: No, it's just a display.
1: It's just a display. That that's what I'm, I'm disappointed. in The price. I'm disappointed that it doesn't for four five thousand dollars. Really, you couldn't make it a USB C hub. Also, your your last monitor had that.
2: Come on. Yeah. I'm sure they could, but it's also like for five thousand dollars, you're not going to be buying it to plug into your MacBook. Well,
1: right? some people will be.
2: I mean, maybe, but I don't know. It's it's like clearly meant to be paired with this giant, giant computer that they that they have. And you don't need a USB-C hub for that, I don't think. I,
0: I do. I'm sure they will. But I do wonder how many more monitors they'll sell than the Pro computers themselves. Because I don't yeah. I don't know if it's that many. I think the that. Va- well, a heavy majority of the of the monitors will be purchased with a Mac Pro computer. 'Cause I do I think the price is just too high for even a high end monitor person to be interested. I mean, at what level a five with the stand six thousand dollar monitor? You know? What 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 are you doing that you need that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what are one of those like giant Samsung super curve displays that are like eight feet long cost?
1: I'm I'm looking that up right now
0: cuz that's uh, that's interesting
1: so the most expensive display that Dell sells is a $6000 4K display um which is $1000 more
0: but i'm sure they also sell a $1000 $2000 3 you know yeah the, the range range of they monitors. do
1: so so here's what you get for or actually that that's actually a TV. So let's not let's not get into that. Here is as far as I can tell Apple uh, Dell's most expensive monitor. And from what I understand, Dell makes good PC monitors. And this one is it's regular price five thousand dollars, thirty two inch eight K monitor, um, which is actually better than Apple's display in terms of pixels, but doesn't have that fancy HDR stuff um I don't know how to compare
0: yeah yeah it's one of those
1: things but even it has two display ports and audio line out like that that is a real thing is like you want to plug your headphones in to something up here not something down in your desk but maybe maybe fancy uh video like video editors don't care about that Anyways, I was hoping that I might be able to buy this monitor, and I will never be able to.
0: <laughs> no,
1: nope. well, unless I Colby and I strike it rich, That's he true. can get the, he can get the iPad, the the Mac Pro, and and I can get the monitor, and we can meet up sometimes <laughs> and what use them together. I'd love to
0: see you guys like meet up in a Starbucks. He brings the computer, and <laughs> just lugging the computer on wheels behind him. You've got the monitor.
1: He's he's got a rope. He's got tied to a rope. It's like hauling a kid around in a. Uh, what are those things called? Wheelbarrow? Yeah. Wagon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. All right, guys. Any last thoughts on WWDC? A lot to get through. Very exciting. I'm I actually, you know, I tend to be pretty pessimistic after Apple events in general, because I'm always like, oh, they didn't. It's boring. We've seen it all before. But actually, this was, I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff.
1: More interesting
0: than I think a normal event.
1: I'm excited for Apple ID. I'm excited for the HomeKit camera stuff. Those are my those are my two like must buys out of this. Like I am going to get into those ecosystems. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm most excited for dark mode,
0: CarPlay updates. Mm-hmm. Again, these are just the things I use. Um. And I think some of the AirPod stuff is interesting. What What's most exciting for you, Colby?
2: Uh I feel. Uh... I'm kind of pumped about, not pumped, pumped is the wrong word, but, like, I've been enjoying the, like, incremental iPad improvements the last few years. And I think, like, I feel like the next iPad refresh, I want to get a new one. Mm. So, seeing, like, software uh, improvements is exciting. And yeah. also, also the sign-in with Apple stuff. I'm I'm pretty intrigued by that, too.
0: The, the fall announcement is going to be super fascinating because we're going to learn more details about all this, and we're going to be getting new hardware to go along with it. So um, it'll be a fun summer as the developers pour through this, and we learn a little bit more of what's buried in the code, and then come the fall, we'll, uh, we'll get it on our devices. We'll have some fun with it. That wraps up our WWDC coverage. No time for picks this week because we've gone long, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, in concluding our wonderful uh, WWDC episode. An annual tradition. I think this is our f- sixth. Whew. We've covered. You can believe it. That's a lot. That's a it lot of sure episodes. is. It sh- We started, it was iOS 7 was the very first.
2: Oh, yeah. One we did. I remember I, I installed the beta of that one.
0: Yeah, that, that was the big... Uh, user interface update one that everyone hated at first and then liked and then hated. Um, funny enough, we've come a long way. Um, that's going to do it for us here. Uh, don't I is our website. You can go there and get all the episodes. Very nicely built by these gentlemen. Uh, it'll look great on iOS 13, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, of course you can get the That's show process. wherever you get podcasts or the video version on YouTube. And of course you can follow us at don't panic show on Twitter, email us don't panic at gmail.com. And uh, even though we're long, i nobody listens to slate in the episode anyway, but I'm still going to plug up for debate. Cause we're doing a lot of fun stuff over there and I wish people would go listen to it. We just wrapped up our James Bond uh, super series. It was a complete blast. I loved it. I thought Matt and I had some really interesting opinions. Colby was a wonderful guest. It was a treat to have him on. Um, And I will tease, this week, we are doing our first ever summer reading list. I'm bringing three books, Matt's bringing three books, we're going to go through, their three books we each love, and I'm going to pick a book off of Matt's list, Matt's going to pick a book off of my list, we're going to each read them, and we're each going to do a full episode on them. So we might have some fun recommendations for you, so check that out, uh, coming later this week at upfordebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to wrap it up here on behalf of Colby and Dan. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for some, hopefully, Apple-less news on another (laughs) Don't Panic.